Welcome to Burn Dogs Burn Pod episode three. I can't believe we're three already. And I'm I'm Burn Dog, and joining me, as always, is the effervescent and delightful producer Ian. How are you, sir? I'm just reaching for my dictionary now. Effervescent. Does that mean? Is that the same as flatulent? I think it's a sort of bubbly thing in a beverage. Um, like I remember Schweppes. You know Schweppes? Do you have that in Canada? Uh, yeah, I think it. You're allowed to have that sort of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Ginger ale is uh, popular in Canada. Well, they used to say with Schweppe Vessions. Say that five times fast. Uh, so I, I figure I figure it's something to do with bubbles. I might be wrong. Right. I don't know much about it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in the beverage industry, mate. So, well, <laughs> how are you? You are right? I'm fine, yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Fucking cold. Bit of snow this week and madness and all that sort of shit up here. What about down there? Um, yeah, well, I think we're a little bit warmer. We haven't seen any snow or anything yet, but, um, I've been sort of shaking with anticipation more than from the cold. I like this. What, what are you anticipating? Well, uh, you left us on a bit of a cliff. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Did. Last episode, you mentioned that you had a secret to reveal. So are you going to, are you going to bury it or are we just going to get right to it? Cause I'm excited. No, no, no. I, I remember now I pulled out just before you climaxed and now it's time to get back in there and give you what you want, you juicy bird, Ian. Uh, which is to say, Bone Dogs, Bone Dogs News. Da, 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 da. Uh, I, I, I haven't talked. I haven't really talked to many people about it. Some people have seen what I'm about to say, so they know. Uh, but, but many people don't know, and I've never talked about it on the, on the blog, and I, I probably should have. But are you ready? You ready? You know, I know you're ready. You ready? Well, it's something you can see. So I'm thinking face tattoo. Uh, no, I, I didn't get a face tattoo or a, or an extra ball. That's the other one you're thinking, isn't it? Yeah, I, I did talk about it for a while. I've always wanted to have three balls. I, I, but I'd be then, curious how people can see that. But well, you know, I, I well, you do you remember? I, I might have told you I Botox my nutsack so it it's nice and smooth like a tennis ball, and and that way when you're hanging out, you fly. It's not rude. It's oh, just weird. Is it the wrinkles or the offensive? I never knew. The wrinkles what makes it. It's like old people offensive. <laughs> get rid of their wrinkles, you can look at them all day. I That's why old people. That's why old people get Botox in, in, well, in America, old celebrities. Otherwise, people wouldn't be able to look at them. <laughs> think about this. All right, uh, yeah, anyway, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Enough about my flat sack, which is a nut sack made me flat. Um, I've lost weight. There you go. Exciting times. I lost 26 kilograms, which is like 700 pounds or something in, in the American scale. Yeah, that's like a sizable, that is one of my students. That's <laughs> true, actually. It probably is. Yeah, probably a few of the little ones. I mean, get a few of those kindergartens or grade ones in. Uh, I might start making my students weigh themselves so I can tell them how many of them I lost. But I lost you. Get out of my room, um, classroom. But yeah, no, I've lost uh, yeah, twenty six kilos, which is quite good. Quite yeah, good. Yeah, that is uh, that is very impressive. Congratulations. Um, what's your secret? My secret is uh, vomiting after you eat. Uh, I never realised it. Well, no, just kidding. Uh, just diet and exercise. Nothing serious. Nothing uh, exceptional. Just um, as boring as it sounds. Counting calories, which is um, nuts. But I started in Australia. I actually lost twenty kilos back home, and then only six in the six months since I got back. So, yeah, Australia wins. Australia won. Korea nil in terms of uh, fat people dropping weight. I've still got ten kilos to go, which, uh, in my in my opinion. Is that um, going to be a little harder come the winter? It's harder to get outside and exercise? Mate, it's so cold. You can't. There's nothing hard in this weather, is it? Everything's <laughs> very squishy. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm, mostly for me, it's eating and not drinking too much booze. Uh, um, so that's the hard thing. But 
I will see how we go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too fast. I can now fit into clothes at Uniqlo and uh, other stores, you know, because that was always an issue before. Um, you can't buy. You have to buy like, oh, well, you have to get things from America, don't you? You know, you've yeah. got to get extra, extra large T-shirt from America because the Korean four extra large just fits like a bit of a weird bra. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's been nice. Anyway, that's my news. Do 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 do. Oh, very uh, good. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Let me segue into something else. We're talking about shedding, aren't we? We are. Shedding a few kilograms. Uh, Gepic is allegedly shedding some kilograms too. Um, now, I, I won't go into the, the exact details, but we'll just say that I think most Gepic teachers are aware that uh, the budget has been drastically slashed by 50% uh, or scheduled to be slashed by 50% next year. Very difficult times, Ian. That is, yeah, I, I actually lost my Gepic job to budget cuts. Oh, did you? Did uh, you I, was about to, I was about to start ragging on people who lose their jobs, so I'll be nice about it. It was, it was, well, I'm over it. It was a year ago. I found a new home, and they just renewed me, so. For you. I moved on. But, yeah, I was at a place where they no longer had a foreigner position yeah. in school, so they, after two years, they were like, sorry, we'd love to, but we can't. I assume I haven't been back. For all I know, there's some Australian who's taken my place, and they just didn't have the heart to tell me. Well, you know, I left. I left my school in Suwon, uh, and then when I went back a year later, they never hired anyone else. Right. Um, so I, I think they had the same issue where Broke they lost. The mold, they, maybe just couldn't they, replace you. I don't know. I think they lost funding, but then they didn't need to tell me because I'd already resigned. Right. You know, I already said I was leaving, but. Just, I know a lot of Gepic teachers, uh, newish ones and old, listen to the podcast. So I just want to go through my advice for these lean times, Ian, if I may. This is a serious side of Burn Dog that a lot of you fuckwits haven't heard before, and it might might challenge your, your perceptions of me. You ready for this? Lay some wisdom on me. Uh, well, a lot of people are going a bit, you know, a little bit skies falling, chicken little, running around like dickheads. Don't do that, all right? We don't know yet who's going to lose their jobs. I, I can tell you that I, that I know um, – uh, what can I tell you? I, I can tell you that, that it's most likely going to be the non-rural schools that are going to get their funding cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to look at where your school is. Is your school in a big city, which is a probable yes because most of them are? Is your school funded by uh, City Hall? If that's a yes, then calm the fuck down because City Hall – you know, they're all individual, but at this stage they haven't announced any budget cuts for city halls. This is just for schools funded by the GPOE. Right. So there are other funding models. People don't realise there's funding from, you know, city halls. There's funding sometimes from parents groups. Sometimes there's funding uh, via the the school itself has money in its budget to fund the position. There's there's various funding models that that allow teachers to be there. Also, if your position does get cut, which happens. Mm-hmm. There are other schools. There are other areas. There are other places. Um, I feel I don't feel so much for most of the teachers. People like you and me, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just say, "Oh well." And you, you, I mean, if I had to, I, if I didn't have the bird, I could move anywhere. Right. You know, it's dudes who are married and and have settled down somewhere and been at the school for five or six years, and then they get their budget cut and they can't find anything nearby and they're going to move their whole fucking family or whatever. They're the cats I feel sorry for. Yeah. Or they have to commute for, for forever to get to their school, you know? Yeah. Do you know um, what levels, like high school, middle school, elementary, which ones? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of high school and middle school left. left so right, I, I'm yeah. assuming it's going to be, um, it's gonna be middle, right, elementary at this stage. Uh-huh. But yeah, from, from yeah, I can't 
Yeah, Currently that's where they, they started, right? Was they started with the high schools. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. Yeah. So most of the high schools and middle schools are left have been designated as English zoned, so they want them to have English in there. Mm. Um, whereas the elementary schools, that, I mean, you'd expect there'd be a lot of natural attrition. The first thing they'll do is ask, "Are you renewing next year?" Right. If teachers say no, then uh, I think unless the principal applies for the position to be filled again and and has a like really good reason then they'll use those schools as the basis for the first cuts. So people who are leaving their schools will generally, they just won't replace them, you'd think, wouldn't you? And that's how most businesses do things. I mean, yeah, it's hard, difficult to say. But, yeah, there's no point getting bitter and weird about it, yeah? It's just, it's just what it is. You know, it's business. Like, no one, I think, what, it, what shits me, what shits me, what shits me would be people whinging about it and complaining on two fronts. One, most of the people who complain they're not here forever. It doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about it. It's just, it's part of the take it as part of the fucking adventure and excitement of living in a new country. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen in wacky other place, right? <laughs> and for for everyone else, I mean, it's harsh but true that Korea doesn't really owe us a living. You know, I mean, it's something I, I have to tell myself at times. I, I do get kind of pissy at a co-teacher or pissy at something. I have to, have to realize at some point. No one, no one, no one owes us a living. We're not really. I mean, I know that we all think we're doing a wonderful job and we're magical, but at the end of the day, it's a privilege. It's a privilege in a way to be here, and we're lucky to have a position at all. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how far I want to go down that fucking road either. So, somewhere in the middle of not, you know, walking around and trying to blow your principal because you're so happy to be at your school and you feel so lucky, you know, and and uh, running around saying. Ah, I can't believe these, they, they want to fucking cut my position after all we did for them, you know, after the fucking World War II, and all that sort of weird shit, you know? Somewhere in between that. Somewhere in between saying everyone's got to speak German or Japanese or whatever, and blowing people. Right. Unless you like, oh, well, <laughs> caveat, unless you want to blow people, you know, in which case, I mean, well, we'll do a dating segment another time, but yeah. But you're pro-blowing people if they're, everyone's consenting. Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Yeah. If, you, if you want to blow or be blown, go for it. Go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just with people. Did I, did I tell you about that guy, guy whacking off the dog? <laughs> did I ever tell you about that? I don't believe so. I've kind of put the, uh, the ending of the story on Main Street, but uh, we'll start. I'll start. My mate Dave came out, right? Not, not, came, not came out in a gay way, but, which, which would be fine as well. But I'm saying he came out to Korea uh, and to visit me. And he was here for two weeks, and uh, you know we we had a few weird things happen. You know, uh-huh. uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned that it was the, the the weird things. This woman begging and washing the floor with Chonwon notes at Seoul Station punched me in the leg. Don't Where, know why. Did you? Step we're on walking. The place we're she walking past. No, no, we're walking past her. She was wiping the floor with Chonwon notes, and we're walking past. She suddenly leapt and punched me in the leg. Really old lady. Don't know why. No idea. <laughs> And then we're on the subway, and there's a guy sitting there who's got tissues rammed up his nose, right, sort of half hanging out. And then every, I don't know, one minute, 30, 40 seconds to a minute, he'd pull them out and throw them on the floor and stuff new ones in. And that was disgusting. And then we had, then we had a deaf guy coming down the subway carriage to, to collect some money. And I chucked in a chon to show Dave, you know, and just say, oh, this is how it works in Korea. You put a chon one in the basket. Dave pulls out a, a thousand one node, and suddenly out of nowhere is this large Down syndrome-looking guy, runs up and grunts at Dave for the money. 
I'm like, no, 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 mate, hatch him, hatch him. Like, yeah, yeah, leave it alone. Let, let Dave put his money in the death guy's basket. Dave, utterly confused by the appearance of, of, of this, new, this new chap, just gives him his money. Just gave his money to, to basically anyone who walked up. <laughs> it was really weird. He got tricked. Dave got fooled. Yeah, he sort of bullied into it. Well, you say bullied, I say outsmarted. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the sad truth. And then on the last day, we went up to Ansan. Uh, you know, Koreans will tell you don't go to Ansan. It's too dangerous because there's too many, you know, Southeast Asians and oh, it's a, the gritty main streets of Ansan, which isn't true. So we went there just to walk down the main street and I wanted to show him. Uh, the butcher that sells dog meat and other exciting, you know, wow, you're in a different country things. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy sitting there. He's got this Jindo dog, a, a shop a shop owner, I'll, I'll point out, right? He's sitting outside his shop. And he's got the dog and he's giving it all Pat. And then suddenly Pat turns to Tug. He starts masturbating his dog in the street. I don't know what to say. Well, you, uh, I'm surprised you didn't know where Makali comes from. Mate, I tell you what, it could have been anything. It just, it was unbelievable. I, I mean, I've heard stories of that sort of thing before. You know, people whacking off their dog. In Australia, this is an Australian story. Uh, these, these two girls, uh, you know, had, had a guy move into their house. And the first night they're sitting there, he reaches around and starts wanking their dog. It's a shared house, the first night in the house. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, just giving a mate a hand. Now, I've heard that story before. Obviously, they asked him to move out. Not the dog. They didn't blame the dog. <laughs> they blamed him. Um, no, the dog. Not you know, dog. Dog had nothing to do with it. You know, can't blame a dog for that. Anyway, weird stuff. Weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that happens. Speaking of masturbating dogs, is that the is that the segue we're going for? I think we had a, ni- a neater one. Katy Perry. Out, but... <laughs> Katie Perry. <laughs> ah, Bang! Actually, I don't know anything about Katy Perry. This is my this is my knowledge vacuum. Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry. All I know is when they when something goes weird, people talk about them. Um, and what's she done, mate? Do you know what's Katy Perry done? Well, this is at the American Music Awards, the AMAs, which yeah. apparently is a thing. Um, <laughs> and she she was doing a a performance. Was she with someone else? I don't know. I don't know. So I know all I know about it is what I've seen little bits of, which is her in in geisha clothing dancing around. Yeah, and there are cherry, cherry blossoms in the background. Those paper umbrellas and yeah, yeah, and people are upset. People are angry. Yeah, they're claiming it's racist. But then you've got the other side who are claiming it's not racist. Right, which usually happens on the internet. But if you notice something interesting, like on, on my interwebs anyway, mm-hmm. the people who are screaming that it's completely racist are generally Asian and, and, and often Asian women. Whereas the people who are saying it's not, at least, and this is just from what I've seen on the internet, are generally middle-aged white men. Which seems to me, like, who are you going to trust on that? Yeah, I mean, I think for most uh, like politically incorrect things you should probably go with the group that is being offended as the yes um, yes they are the ruling party if it's making someone unhappy then we can it by definition is offensive if someone is being offended by it i mean it's it's like in south africa 
you know, when they had apartheid, you didn't hear a lot of white South Africans saying it was unfair, you know? Or maybe it's not like that. But I, <laughs> I, I agree with me. But the problem is, well, why would you, why would you think? Because uh, we are, like, we're, I'm, I'm older than you, but I'm definitely a middle-aged white man. Mm-hmm. Why would I think that, that right, let's say a Korean-American girl gets on and says, well, I find this racist because this. Why would I think I'd be like, sorry, little lady. Uh, you got no idea what you're talking about. I know about racism. It's just weird. I, I just find it odd. Um, and I just, I don't think it hurts to listen to people, does it? I mean, I blogged about this this week twice, but mm. why the fuck people can't just listen? You know? Listen. Well, I, I think people... Listen! Sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> people uh, tend to get their um, backs up about freedom of speech or freedom of expression, and there has been a swing to an overly sensitive, overly PC um you know sort of yes, sentimentality yes. uh that said i mean it comes down to if someone's offended then then you can either choose you want to keep offending this person or you want to avoid offending this person yeah and i find it, a lot of a lot of people are so desperate to move against this pc thing that they're they're just being offensive and dickish for the hell of it you know like, yeah. well seth yeah. mcfarlane wouldn't have a career without that well i mean Dude, we, you know, I know we're talking about dogs. Do you want to? Do you know what happened this week? Yeah, spoilers alert for anyone who oh, follows. Oh fuck yeah! If you haven't seen it, follows Family Guy, but um, doesn't hasn't seen the most recent episode. Uh, yeah, they so, uh, Brian's dead. Oh, dude, I was about to say, turn off your fucking iPod for five, and then you just uh, said you it. said spoiler alert. Uh, he won't be dead forever anyway. He'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, he absolutely. I don't understand. I, it's. I mean, I it don't happened understand. in an episode where they're talking about a time machine, right? Yeah. I don't know about the fucking time machine. They destroy the time machine, and then he dies. It's obvious there's going to be a time machine going to go back and save him. You know? It's, it's also it's a, work. It's a cartoon. It's voiced by the show's creator. How dare you. And the replacement dog they brought in was like a guest star from The Sopranos, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the guy so I, I, I don't understand why anyone would be concerned about this, but there has been like... Petition signed. Thank God for change.org to get these petitions signed. Out of control. It's like there are more petitions about him than there are about real dogs that are being served up as boshing tongue in Korea, which is unbelievable. More people care about a cartoon dog dying than real dogs being beaten and served in a soup every single fucking day. There's your priorities. There's your priorities. So, Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Katy Perry. Uh, Katy Perry. Dogs. Yeah, I look, Katy Perry, look, it's not for me to say you've done anything wrong, uh, so I won't. But let's be fair, you probably have, haven't you? you know? uh, yeah, I mean, I've been boycotting her music for as long as she's been making it. Not intentionally, I just, it's yeah. not my cup of tea, but... Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, mate, speaking of cups of tea... Yes? I got something uh, in the old email that would be good to have with a cup of tea. Oh. Some feedback. We've had... We've had Letters to Burn Dog. Letters to Burn Dog. Yeah, we should uh, make a segment. Letters to Burn Dog. Do, 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 do. My burn uh, dog. I wrote him a letter or something like that without the singing. Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's what, another. What other letter songs? <laughs> what about that one that what's his face wrote to Sign to Sealed and Devil. Hmm? Oh, nice, nice. Um, Phil Collins didn't he write a letter to his to his wife? 
to say he was leaving for his secretary thing. If, if he didn't do that, and I don't want to be caught for slander, I meant Phil Collins, who used to drink at the uh, the pub that I went to as a young man. Not the famous drummer slash singer. Different Phil. I should Google that. I've got the internet right in front of me. Don't use it. Anyway, I use it for this. We've got a letter from a fellow who wishes to remain mostly anonymous. So we'll call him Maple Leaf. Maple as he's Leaf. From, he's from Canada, yeah. Hey. Uh, and uh, and he, he said, you ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready? Your audio blog is nice. Keep it up. Audio blog? Yeah. Uh, I suppose because this is from your yeah, your yeah. Bl- various blogs. Uh, okay. okay. Technically, thought... you know, I mean, I like it. sounds old-timey. Yeah, it's... I heard the audio blog on the wireless. It was astounding. <laughs> I've never heard such great audio blog quality. Something like that. You know? Yeah, I like it. Your, your touch-screeny radio station is adorable. Uh, by the way, uh, oh no, I'll never look at leakage the same way again. Haha, <laughs> which I like. I do like the odd comment about what's happening with my asshole. Uh, by the way, your Canadian buddy is officially the stereotypical Canadian. To be honest, I don't know why they confuse us with Americans. If Canadians had a motto, it would be "We're number two," and that's what that's what that's what you're giving out on the pod. That vibe well, of being I, I, not only a typical Canadian, but a happy second. Oh, sir, I'm I'm proud to be the bottom to your top. Uh, wow. Is that not... No, no I, 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 as long as you're not some sort of sloppy party bottom. I like my bottoms to be in check. Now, let's move on. What I've decided to do, uh, because I, I have to admit, I was astounded by... Uh, Maple Leafs uh, claim that you are a stereotypical Canadian. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Well, surely it means. Is it Rob Ford? Is that his name? Yes, uh, I'm just on cocaine, drunk He's driving. He's my stereotypical Canadian. Uh, uh, so, no, I'm not sure what it means either, but I've decided that we're going to do a quiz. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm on the Government of Canada website, and I shit you not, on the Citizen Immigration Canada page, there's a quiz, and they've called it, How Canadian Are You? Hey. Oh, Canada. They're taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah, well, you kind of got to. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm, at least your website's work. The American Health one, apparently, does <laughs> not. So, Canada one, America, donuts. Take that, <laughs> you hosiers. Yeah, take that, you fatties. Oh, that felt good. Eat your donuts, your Krispy Kreme, your bloody fuckers. Oh, anyway, uh, question one. Okay. I've got to tell you, this one's pretty easy. Okay. I'm not, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to do the quiz as well. I might see how Canadian I am. <laughs> uh, my, my co-teacher is 68% Canadian, by the way. Uh, I, with her, we did a funny quiz. With you, we'll, we'll keep it serious. What is the capital city of Canada? Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to be A, B, C, and D. Okay, did you want to go first? or? or no, you, I've, I've already I've You've already, already done this quiz? Okay. Uh, yeah, not, I've already done it, but I'm doing it now. But it's not, I mean, let's be fair, it's not Montreal. Because that's not. too Frenchy. It's not Halifax, because that sounds like a machine that people don't use anymore. Yeah. It's not Toronto, because that sounds like the Lone Ranger's mate. So obviously it's going to be Ottawa. All right, so bang, question two, and I'm already out. What is the, what is the name of the highest mountain in Canada? Oh, I'm... Do you want A, B, C, and D? I Black probably Home would. Mountain, Rocky Mountains, Mount Logan. Hey, Yoho Mountain. Oh, you're, you're thinking about this, aren't you? Um, yeah, I didn't hear that. What was A? Blackcomb Mountain. Oh, Rocky uh, Mountain? Uh, let's say Blackcomb. Oh, I don't know. 
Is it Rocky? Black Tom. Black Tom. I can't tell you until the end, and you can't Google anything. Make sure you get. Your... I don't have. Yeah. All the information can be found in your Discovered Canada study guide. So you need to get that going. <laughs> what do you get? Black Comb, Rocky, Mount Logan, or Yoho? I'm pretty sure it's one up in the Arctic that no one actually goes to. Yep. So let's say Black Comb sounds. All right. All right. Next. Canada's national summer sport is A, soccer, B, lacrosse, C, date rape, D, none of the above. It's... Oh, wait. Sorry. Not date rape. Football. I don't get those confused. And so do a lot of professional NFL players. Am I right? What? what, what? Uh, so, soccer, lacrosse, football, none of the above. Um, I, I, yeah, I wasn't, I was unaware that we had a summer sort, but I would say lacrosse. I would say lacrosse as well, you mm. Frenchies. Well, let's move on quickly. <laughs> on July 5, 1916, the assembly of the number two construction battalion was approved. So we're not losing any listeners with this sort of repartee. <laughs> Why was this battalion different from the rest of the military's battalions? Uh, I'm going to guess A, it was Canada's first and only battalion consisting of construction workers only B, it was Canada's first and only all-female battalion C, it was Canada's first and only francophone battalion or D, it was Canada's first and only all-black battalion and they probably wouldn't want to be called that if they were, would they? (laughs) Um, What was the year? 1916 1916. Um, shall we say the um, all Ooh. French? Yeah, I went with Francophone as well. Yeah. I told this guy where I was from. He said, oh, Canada. Kind of laughed it off. It was funny, huh? So, uh, the last question, question 20. Who were the first people to live in Canada? Europeans, loyalists, aboriginals, or Norsemen? Uh, the aboriginals. All right, very good. Let's see. How Canadian are you? A man who our friend Maple Police claimed was the stero- officially the stereotypical Canadian, and you are ooh, 70% Canadian. Yeah. 14 out of 20. 14 it out of 20. Mount Logan. Mount okay. Logan. I'm all right and, with that. And it was the uh, all-black battalion. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't know we had enough black people in Canada to make a battalion. Oh, apparently you do. And I was wrong. It's Inuit, Indian, and Matisse, not, not First Nations. We're both wrong about that. Right. Um, oh, there's so much here that, that we need. Oh, the Battle of the Atlantic, not the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> I swore it was pirates. <laughs> I can't believe it's not the fighting pirates. Uh, Fraser River, it was uh, incorrect to be Mackenzie River, so you were right about that, but you didn't go with your gut. Mm. Oh, well, I don't know anymore. We need yeah. to do, we need to do uh, How Australian Am I quiz next time. Okay. <laughs> Even and out. Even and out. I, I will, I will not be the most Australian bloke in the world, unfortunately. I, I never, did you do a lot, did you do a lot of Canadian history in school? I suppose so. Not enough. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't. I didn't do. I mean, we did. I guess. We, I, but I didn't really pay attention. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't know how much history informs us. All this stuff was done without the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Like, I mean, why do we need to learn about explorers when we have Google Maps now? That's another. Yeah. I. I. You know. I. I couldn't agree more. But. We didn't just get one email or one, what do we say, letter to Burn Dog. We got two. 
Uh, Mr. Burn Dog, uh, since you appear to be the resident guru, uh, I have a question for you. Not your typical question, mind you. I have a friend who is a Korean co-teacher with a native speaker. Unfortunately, this native teacher is, to put it politely, shit. He is frequently antagonistic and aggressive. He will call in sick when he is hungover or simply doesn't feel like working. My friend has gone all the way up the ladder, up to and including the Office of Education. She teaches in bleep, bleep, but her school and the uh, Office of Education have told her not to worry about it, but it is making her work even worse than normal. Frankly, I think making the rest of us look bad. Mm. He has stated several times he hates teaching and only stays for the Korean nightlife. Is there anything she may be able to do to help her situation since it seems no one wants to get rid of him? Thanks, oh omnipotent one, which I read initially as impotent one. I was like, come on. How do you know? Uh, who told him? Um, very interesting email. So I like, see, these are the sort of emails I'm happy to get. Uh, 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 do you want me to go first? Do you want me to shoot my wad? Or do you want to well, do I yours? Mean, and then these I'll people eat just enrage me. What, what, people who send emails? Korean teachers? Yeah, yeah. Drunk and foreigners? No, yeah, the, the, you know, Cops. like, people who devalue what it is we do here. Like, yeah. the, your job has a lot of freedom. You can, you can sort of skate through it and not do yeah. any work. Or you can actually be a positive influence on the students in your class. And if you put in stuff into the job, then you get a lot back from it. And these people, I mean, the emailer is right. They do make us all look bad. Mm, I, I agree. Now, I mean, it's not a difficult job, you know, in a lot of ways. You, you, you don't have to work flat out all day, every day. You can. I, I slept for an hour today at my desk. Um, my co-teacher was asleep already, so I, I went as well. You know, nothing wrong with that. At my school, this this new school, that's kind of a thing people do. It's a lot of siesta time, um, and that's all right. Which I think is the problem here. This fella, whoever he is, now I've got to tell you that it's not a Gepic school, um, which is part of why uh, I can't really give great advice because I'm not sure if it was a Gepic school. I'm pretty sure I'd know what I would do. It is a public school though, right? It is a public school, yeah, but it's not not within Gepic. So my advice is limited to sort of your, your basic stuff. What I, what I would say, um, basically there's a couple of options. You could, you could tell her to make him think the principal and vice principal want to fire him. Uh, it depends on his Korean skills. True. Um, she could then sort of have a, have a chat with the principal or vice principal about something unrelated. <laughs> but in a serious way, looking at him every now and again to make him shit his pants, right? So sort of bluff him a bit uh, and then outline, outline the shitty behavior and just say, look, you know, the, print, the vice principal and the principal are not happy with this, not with that. This is an official warning. So she can tell him it's an official warning. He's not going to know any better, is he? Unless he speaks Korean really well, in which case, abort. Don't get involved in that. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's, a little, that's a little risky all the way around. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd go for it. I, I mean, it depends on how long you've been there. But when I was relatively new, if a co-teacher had done that to me, I would have pooed. True, you know? true. Uh, aside from that, though, I think she's kind of fucked. There's, what, five five weeks left of term, right? So mm. I mean, what what she want to do? Why would she want to do anything now, you know? Five weeks left. Yeah. And, you know I mean, what I mean? Like, it, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, the Korean teachers, they do have a hard job. Like, teachers in general do yeah. have a hard job. And it's unfortunate that someone would be so selfish and immature as to make it harder on them. 
Um, but this, there's cutbacks. I mean, he's not going to get his contract renewed, hopefully. So it's a shitty year. Chalk it up to experience. Just make sure that he doesn't get re-signed. Yeah. Well, I think what she needs to do is, with five weeks left, just write a letter, an official letter to the Office of Education and the English the English section of that. So not just the Office of Education. So if it was Gepic, right. I would recommend that she write a letter to the GPO, the Gyeonggi Provincial Office of Education, mm-hmm. and also to the head of Gepic. Right? So two letters. And also contact his fucking recruiter. Yeah. You know, that, that's that what recruiters is... are for. Recruiters are a good way, you know, depending on the recruiter. So there are some really good recruiters out there who would get involved in this situation, you know. So she can say, with, with there's five weeks left, she can ring them with a week or two to go and just say, look, uh, I'm not giving this guy a reference because of this, this, and this. You know, he's your he's your hire. You know, you got to live with that. Like the guy, the guy at my school now, who's there before me, he did a fucking shit job. He was absolute shit. When it was time for camp, he didn't plan anything or do anything. He just had the kids draw a board game for a whole week, right? Things like that. He refused to use the computer. He said computers were bad for your brain. He continually spoke to the, the teachers in Japanese because he said he liked it more than Korean. Right? <laughs> now. These are all the things he did. And then after he left, he not only didn't clean my fucking apartment, left like a complete sty, but then two months later, he wanted to come back to Korea. And the recruiter rang, rang my co-teacher. And I was listening to their conversation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, a, a reference for who? Oh, for him? Um, no, I don't want to give a reference. And then there's a bit of silence. Obviously, they've said something like, well, you know, you'll be helping him. You're she said, okay, here's my reference. He's a terrible person and a worse teacher. That's my reference. I'll give anyone who calls me that reference. He's terrible. He's terrible. We hate him. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's what you end up with, isn't it? Well, and I mean, the, the recruiters do have a vested interest in this because they want continual oh, relations yeah. with schools because it's good money. And so oh, yeah. if they start, they continually send poorly, uh, poor, just shitty yeah. human beings. Yeah. Uh, then they are not going to have those contracts available Bang. to them anymore. So that's it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. The next time the school has to hire, they won't use that recruiter. Yeah. You know, and that's that's money for them. So they should contact the recruiter. I mean, it's weird looking at it from that Korean point of view, though, as well. It's a good email. Good email. We don't get a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, lovely stuff. Don't you like that sort of thing? The sort of teasing questions? I do. I, I like being able to think about what we do here in Korea in a serious manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having said that, I think we're done for today. Uh, do you, you want to talk so? about one more serious thing? We did preview it in the last episode. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, fuck me. The most important thing in the world. Yeah, we have a little con- we have oh. some unfinished business here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot uh, yeah, all about we our can, big we, challenge. We can leave everyone on a happy note. Because Fuck yeah. Have... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if it's what I think it is, it's not really happy. Oh, right. No, it's, a serial it's the killer off. Yeah, the serial killer off Australia Day Canada. Yes, our own, our, I was going to say our favorite segment, but potentially our only segment. Australia versus Canada. Do, do, do. Uh, all right, mate, go on. What do you got? Who wins? Um... Well, it depends how you judge these things. So, um, oh, well, so tell me, I'm judging it. Judging it on uh, the total number of serial killers listed in Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in which case, I believe Australia has me handily covered. Well, yeah, I think, well, if you look at who had the, the, the high, it's, now, I want to say, I want to go on the record of saying it is crass 
it is crass to be doing this segment in a way. But if we just look at pure numbers of people dead by one person, then you've got Bobby Picton, who we mentioned last time. Yes. And he's killed 26 people, didn't he? 26 confirmed. Um, he was operating, I believe, around the Highway of Tears, which is oh. a, a place where um, 50 or more women have disappeared. So it could oh, yeah, be he, he contributed to some of those unsolved ones. He may have confessed to 49 at, some, at one point, right. didn't he? So I think in terms of one person and the madness, you know, in terms of numbers... He beats anything we've done. You know, we had we had the Snowtown murders, the bodies in a barrel thing in Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, where I think 12 people were killed. But, you know, so you win on that front. But then let's say, for example, I was saying it's Australia versus Canada versus, I don't know, Colombia. Uh, yeah, Colombia is running away with this. Bang. Colombia Colombia is, is the place to be if you want to be Wait. a serial killer. Okay. Well, maybe it's not because they all got caught, didn't they? Um, yeah, but so not look on in that a very list, you timely see, fashion. If you, look, mean, you see Ecuador, mm-hmm. no names listed. Maybe uh, in Ecuador. It's Pedro a paradox. Lopez of Colombian fame was also operating in Ecuador. The monster of the Andes? Yes. Oh, Pedro. And yes. um, he killed more than 300 people. Yeah, which that's, a lot. that's I mean, like that's a lot. It's three hundred and fifty plus. If that uh, in I mean, eleven years he was operating, eleven years three hundred and fifty plus. Yeah, by my general, if I if I went generally with what I would consider a lot of people to murder, mm. one is quite a big number. You know, if I murdered one person, I think I'd probably be like, fucking hell, I've murdered a person. Yeah, but, but you could three hundred. Mark one up to say like a crime of passion. I mean, two is a crime of passion plus covering the evidence. Three is I don't know. It kind of felt good and you wanted to try again. Three hundred and fifty. Yeah. That you've got a problem. Almost as big a problem as Gilles de Ray, who, being French, could be Canadian in a way. <laughs> uh, a fifteenth-century Satanist and child killer mm. who killed four hundred children. So, yeah, the olden days, it was a lot easier to get away with these things. Eh? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. And if I was there, I probably would have been killed. You know, but that's what I, I know. It looks like the odds were against you. Yeah, I used to walk around my mate and we'd look at people and we'd say, yeah, would do well in Deadwood, would not do well in Deadwood. Right. I would not have done well in Deadwood. I would have died pretty quickly. Well, um, the, the uh, newspaper man got pretty far in that. Yeah, and he was pretty, pretty weak, wasn't he, in his own way? Well, I'm just saying you, you're like a you know a, a blogger and a audio blogger. Yeah. So like, actually, maybe... the newspaper man was a fop and a half, wasn't he? Was that that fat fop? Yeah. He was really. Yeah, I remember him. He, he was very similar to me in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, we do have we do we do have a winner, which I know it's not a contest. Although I guess to many of these people it is. Um, and the aptly named thug, T H U G. Beram from India, who killed more than nine, or he may have murdered up to 931 victims. When, when was he working? Uh, between 1790 and 1840. So he died at the age of 50, but still managed to kill 930 people. Weird stuff. Yeah, and yeah. This was, so this I would say Australia wins. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I think you've got us by the numbers. Certainly there are some... Yeah. 
Or oh, you look at our population compared to yours. It's ridiculous we've got so many serial killers. You know? Yeah. Well, do you think there's a, a reason for that? Is something in the water? Wide open places. I think we talked about it in the first pod. Right. Once you've got enough places to put bodies, you just sort of have to start filling those places up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Canada's right. got, got a lot of land, but it's all frozen. So it's just, it's a chore yeah. if you want to dig in that. Also, Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the serial killing capital of Australia, and uh, yeah, I mean, if I lived there, I'd probably kill a few people as well. <laughs> All right, mate. On that on that happy note, yeah, uh, we've got to find a new way of saying goodbye. Okay. Because um, um, uh, you know, Burn Dog Out. It's not the most original thing in the world. No, uh, it's a little nineteen nineties. All right, mate. Fuck off. Come on. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it. That's my new sign off. All right, mate. Fuck off. No, wait, we can't do that. Um, yeah, Burn Dog, I don't like it. I don't know why I started doing it. It's not, it's not good. Well, what was your idea? Um, well, I like giving the listeners, you know, sort of a mission to take into the world. Like, you know, love each other or be kind or... Fucking hell. Uh, I think I'll go with eat some nachos. Eat some nachos. No, no. Just, just, we'll, we'll just do a simple one, mate. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right, ready? Ready? All right, Ian. That's all for this week. Okay. And then you say yours. Nice talking to you. Oh, oh, that's nice. And I'll say nice taco to you. <laughs> Bang. Uh, now, uh, Burn fans, if you've got something you'd like to say or ask the Burn Dog Burn Pod, send us an email to burndoggy at hotmail.com. That's B-U-R-N-D-O-G-G-Y at hotmail.com. That's right. There's someone who still uses fucking Hotmail. Yes.